Hello, and welcome to Windless Sunsets East, Episode 2, brought to you by the Music Arc and the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, and we are finally back. Uh, finally. This, this was supposed to happen a little earlier. Apologies all around. But, uh, finally, we're here to talk about alopecia. Yeah, we were just too busy celebrating freedom, man. Somebody went a little little too hard as i mentioned i don't know if you listened to uh the movie arc or the four color arc this week but me and matt talked a little bit of shit about you why is that oh just for getting you know so red on the fourth yeah and you know not being able to make it down to record well you know but anyway these colors don't run brother and i'm just showing my my patriotic spirit oh god okay check out my speedo and everything on my instagram it was dope don't don't go look at that people i do not recommend it but uh, luckily, in the meantime, uh, a lot of stuff has happened since the launch of the series. And as you probably have already seen, which I definitely know you have because it's doing quite well. It's up over 200 downloads. But Untethered Layers, formerly a segment of this show, is now its own companion podcast, if you will. And given that we ran a little late, the idea going forward is we will drop two episodes uh, every Wednesday at midnight, you'll get us lagging a little bit behind, and you'll get the setup for the next album that we're going to cover, but you'll get the, you know, super fan perspective from Dawood and Rachel. So you're hearing this, and you can also go immediately to your feed and listen to their episode on Eskimo Snow, and then next Wednesday, you'll get our thoughts on Eskimo Snow, see if Gavin uh, is still in the game to finish this up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and, I'm still uh, here. You'll get their thoughts on moms, etc. So uh, hopefully that'll work going forward. You get two po- podcasts for the, uh, the the price of nothing because uh, we don't charge anything here. And we're gonna we're gonna put ours out first, right? What do you mean? Well, because they're gonna, not listening to anything I just said. Well, no, because they're talk. We're they're gonna talk about what's the next one? Eskimos now. Okay, yeah. So like. If we post ours first and we're like, yeah, you know, interested to see what Eskimo Snow has in store. And then they're talking about Eskimo Snow, like, after us. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what you were, ours is going to go up first. But they're ahead of us chronologically in the albums because we didn't record this to go up on Wednesday. Yeah, but like, it would lead us to be like, oh, hey, can't wait to see what they're going to, you know, interesting to hear what they have to say about Eskimo Snow. We'll be back. Yeah, and then that way, and yeah. then hopefully you'll listen to them in the meantime. Oh no, I listened to them already. Like I listened to so, the one they they recorded about alopecia. Oh God, please don't say it like that for the rest of the episode. It's just because every time I hear that, I think of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I know you've you. I actually was listening back to an earlier music arc where you made the exact same same reference. Yeah. So yeah, Mert and Aloysius will have to send X's. Only four of us can write. I don't know why Aloysius has anything to do with alopecia. Aloysius, alopecia. I know I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Anyways, part of the feedback was uh, Yoni himself listened to the episode. Hopefully, you're enjoying a little bit better production on my end. Uh, He gave me some pointers. Hopefully, this is a little bit better listen for people in cars, not listening in headphones. Uh, (laughs) Let me know, uh, thearkv at gmail.com. Trying to improve all the time, but... uh, Hopefully you're enjoying some some compression, some equalization, and a little bit of DSing as well. This episode brought to you by the Equalizer 2, Denzel Washington's first sequel in theaters July 42nd. July something. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not? Equalizer, not a sponsor of yeah. the show. Again, we have no sponsors. If you want to uh, become a sponsor, let us know. 
Let us we got know. a potential one with that film festival but, coming out. So. Okay, so other than the audio quality, a couple other things, because uh, I don't know if we've talked about this off mic. One, we're going to try and keep them around an hour okay. going forward, which works out perfectly now that Untethered Layers is its own thing. Mm-hmm. We can each go more deep divey, but we'll, you know, this will be, again, your your perspective trying to get you into them. That's what's driving our kind of side of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So about an hour or so. And then we've we've been accused, uh, and I, I want to see how you feel about this, by uh, Yoni's sister, Becky, and a few other people, uh, Yoni's Instagram followers, of being a little mansplainy uh, about why. Which, what does that mean? Um, it basically means that you talk in a like a holier-than-thou sort of position. There's a certain amount of arrogance to it, and as if you're talking down to people. Oh, okay. Um, normally, mansplaining, of course, comes from like a man explaining something to a woman but being extremely uh, like derogatory or like, like hold on sweetheart I'm just condescending talking. about it yes yeah so okay. we will try and avoid that uh in the future uh apologies i don't i don't feel like we were intentionally being like condescending or anything oh so i'll try and steer away from that and we'll keep well, it more I just, just it gavin's thoughts yeah. and you can direct all your hate toward towards him yeah you can be the mansplainer, mm-hmm. I guess. I'll be, the, the, I'll be the, the hero of this podcast never heard needs, but not the one point. it deserves right now. What's that? The hero of this podcast needs, but not the one it deserves right now. Because I can take it. Because I'm the 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 white knight? No. Oh, Dark God. knight? No. I don't know. You're the red knight at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Burnt to a crisp. Okay. Burnt to a crisp. So, uh, without further ado, we should go ahead and uh, let's get your overall thoughts at the top, and then we'll jump into the track by track. We'll just, you know, let's have a nice... Nice, fun podcast. What'd you think? Well, speaking as a 30-year-old man that enjoys all kind of music, not trying to say anything to to hurt anyone's feelings, that's a joke. The whole man's, it's funny because it's like I'm I'm nothing. Like I have, I I live, you know, in a tiny apartment in a kind of somewhat shitty city in the South. And it's like, Holier than thou? Really? No, there's no... I couldn't be holier than anyone. Speaking of holy, I just finished Wild Wild Country. Good good for you. We should talk about it. That's a great topic for the TV arc. Perfect. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, This is... I think this one, it's like everyone says. Everything I've read, everything I've heard, like I said, I listened to uh, Untethered Layers. Is that the right name? Yeah. Um, This is the one I would tell people to go listen to. This is, I don't want to say it's the most user-friendly, but like it feels like... Well, is it more user-friendly than Elephant Eyelash? Yo, definitely, you know? yeah. Okay. Just the first two tracks, I'm like, this to me, I mean, not to like throw shade on Elephant Eyelash, but the first two tracks for me, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm on board. Like this is, I don't really care where this goes, what kind of dark corridors we find ourselves wandering around, but like I can, I can get on board for this. I can just, and I've thrown it on like two or three times, just having it on and like, I can kind of tell when it's an uh, alopecia song that comes up randomly as opposed to an elephant eyelash. Cause like I've, I haven't downloaded all of them. I'm doing it one by one mm-hmm. so that when they randomly come up in like my shuffle, I can be like, which one's this off of just to kind of like quiz myself. So I'm a little bit more astute okay. when it comes okay. to brushing you know, up That's where stuff good. lands. All right. So you, you dug it oh, for yeah, the most no, part. I love this one more so than elephant eyelash. Yes, okay. definitely so. Well, uh, let's let's get right into it, I suppose, with uh, the vowels, part two. There is no vowels, part one, as of as of yet. I'm not a ladies' man. I'm a landmine filming my own fake death. 
Like you said, immediately on board. Oh yeah. Arguably the best opener across any of the albums, but you might feel differently when you get to Eskimo Snow, and you may definitely feel differently when you get to Mohlin. Okay. Yeah. So, that's all I've been hearing is like how this is like the dopest thing, and like especially this opener. So I'm kind well, of like wanting to it not to be, so I can listen to other ones and be like, nah, man, gotcha. it's these. Well, but so far it's pretty dope. As we discussed when I listed them on uh, sophomore albums, because mm-hmm. I was going off the concept of it's the first, it's the second full band album. Yeah. So put them on that list. And I mentioned at the time, this is part of what got uh, my buddy Evan Tuhig into them. Uh, hopefully he'll guest at some point and you can get his thoughts. He's kind of a newcomer to why. I basically said everybody pretty much universally loves the first track that I've played this mm-hmm. for. Good Friday is basically the the make or break. And if you're into it by that point, then I feel like by the, the fourth track, The Hollows, which we'll get to, you're like, completely sold it's going to be one of your favorite albums yeah but as you heard on untethered layers they feel like good friday is the quintessential why song and i totally agree because again i feel like that's the the barrier basically if you're down for that one you get what they're all about Mm -hmm. but if not i honestly feel like the vowels part two is one of the most palatable and i think they mentioned like looking at the spotify rankings i think vowels part two is very close to the top yeah i think so because it's just immediately like that that hook just hits you Mm -hmm. and it's oh god fantastic opener uh they've said plenty about it i mean just listen to them and then talking about it now just the the difference in the music itself as you're getting into it it's just that it's just so much i don't know it's i i like that because they also mentioned how like imagine you listen to elephant eyelash and it was your shit it was like your favorite album and then you hear this one and you're like oh you know like it's just such a man i can see some similarities but i can also see like a a change Mm -hmm. and i i always feel like people want the same thing over and over and i can always appreciate bands who i don't even if they're i don't i don't like it when bands try Mm -hmm. to go out of their way to be different but i can appreciate when it's organic anything that's like yeah like an organic shift in just music and like what you're into how you're feeling when you're in the recording studio from session to session and i feel like this is maybe a little more how i sold them to you out -hmm. of the gate like you're hearing more of the what i described as like indie hip-hop essentially yeah and i feel like that carries through way more so in this album to the point where that's what people began to expect from them and when we get to eskimo snow which of course dow and rachel mentioned was written slash recorded almost at the same time as alopecia yeah it's almost a double album essentially but completely different vibe and way more of an indie rock album okay Uh, so be interested to see how you feel about the transition when we get to there but 
Speaking I mean, of transitions, sold, you sold this to me as to- like. Dude, you just totally fucked up my cycle. All right, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go got? ahead. No, no, no. It's no, no, ruined no. now. Okay, you ruined it. What I'm saying, you ruined it. Uh, you sold this to me as like, oh, dude, they were in Bellflower, so you sh- you'll like it. And I was like, okay. And I went back and rewatched it. And I, you told me the other day when I got all burnt up that it was there were two songs in it, and I could only find I could only remember one, but. You said there's listed as like there's, there's two. four listed on like the oh. IMDb soundtrack, yeah, which again okay. is all up to users putting it on there. Yeah, and I didn't actually like watch. I don't think I've ever watched for the music credits at the very end. No, but there's that's just too much. You going kind on. of still gave me a decent segue. Okay. Um, speaking of good transitions, you already heard about the amazingness of the transition from Bow- Vowels Part Two to Good Friday. Yes. Um. I won't play it for you again here, but we get into Good Friday, which is the very first Y track I ever heard because it is the first song used in Bellflower. The first song used of theirs, rather. There's, there's a lot of other music on the soundtrack. Pre-Twin Peaks, The Return, Chromatics. Uh, you got some Likey Lee on there. Jonathan Keevil. It's, it, it's, it's a good soundtrack, people. Go yeah. check it out. I think people have basically put it together. On Spotify, you can find different Bellflower podcast or blah, playlist, not podcast. Yeah. There should be a Bellflower podcast. There should be. And speaking again of transitions, we can transition into our our lauded segment. Where in the world are Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins? Yeah, it because... really needs its own theme song. Yeah, maybe I'll work on that. Where in the world is Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins? We still don't know. No updates since the last episode. And that's been where in the world is Chuck Hank and the San Diego mm-hmm. Twins? Uh, thanks for. Thanks for checking in with us. Okay, so Good Friday is the first tune I ever hear, and this is what inspired me like the second I walked out of the theater, other than being blown away by the movie, I was like, I got to I got to hear the rest of that song because it literally gets cut off in the scene yeah. where it's used. If you grew up with white boys who only look at black and Puerto Rican porno because they want something that their dad don't got, then you know where you're at. Mortaring your ear holes shut in a rush with wet coke in a Starbucks bathroom with the door closed on booze. I'm left in residue and confused like the first time you use soft water. Down on my luck, caught unaware like Houdini when the last fist struck Sinking and laughing at something sunken And I am If I'm sinking and laughing at something sunken And I am If I'm sinking and laughing at something sunken And I am And I, I so want to go down the rabbit hole Of talking about Bellflower right now But maybe we'll say If you guys want to hear that We can maybe do that over on the movie arc A little bit more long form Mm-hmm. If people are interested, let us know. Again, thearchivy at gmail.com or comment on this post on Instagram, etc. Yeah, because it's the only Colt Wolf movie you're going to get for a while. Most likely, <laughs> unless Canary just all of a sudden comes out like tomorrow. If it usurps Chuck Hank in the in the lineup of like who's going to be released, I'm going to be upset. I will be upset, but as long as we know we're getting Chuck Hank, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to hear a more long-form discussion, but I, I did manage to ask uh, Yoni on Instagram Live, which... By the way, that was awesome. Um, he and Becky were road tripping back from the West Coast to Cincinnati, and pretty much every day they would Instagram live for like a couple hours total, broken up across the day, 
do basically an AMA, etc. That's where they first listened to episode one, and we got some feedback. That was awesome. And those were just a ton of fun. So hmm. uh, I did manage to ask him in the midst of that what he thought of Bellflower. As far as I know, he has still never seen Bellflower to this point. So I guess this is a, a, a clarion call to not only all of the listeners here and all the Y fans who may not even be aware of the movie, but also Yoni. Go go watch it. It's free streaming on Prime right now. Yep. If, you, if anybody has Prime, you can also find it very easily on the internet. Or go buy it on Amazon because you'll want to rewatch it. Or DM somebody. They could give you their you know login info. Totally yeah. got it. Or if you don't buy it from Coat Wolf directly from yeah. their website so they can make more movies. That would be awesome. But I'll, I'll be very, very brief. Basically, two friends who spend all of their spare time preparing for the apocalypse. One of them meets a girl and the apocalypse doesn't quite come, but but oh, an, it, emotional, comes. an emotional an emotional apocalypse comes. Yes. I won't say anything more than that. Go watch the trailer if you've never seen it. It, it will definitely it like make you seen. want to watch it. Yes. It is amazing. We we won't say any more here other than go watch Bellflower. You can also listen out for the next track that we'll be discussing these few presidents in the party sequence about a third of the way through the movie okay so before i get into talking about that i totally cut you off anything you wanted to say about good friday in particular given that it is again a fan favorite and a lot of people's overall favorite across all of the albums and kind of like we said the quintessential why song yeah i mean it, i mean it's the namesake for this podcast so it, it i mean is, and with good reason yes it and as it stands now i would go ahead and say if i never listened to another one of their albums or like another song by them it would probably be my favorite okay but i do still have a lot to go so, so we've already we've already hit your favorite on the album essentially yeah for the moment I'll, I'll go ahead and say from the top for me um this is one of those where like my favorite track can vary on a given day yeah uh, just based on you know which listen i happen to be on mm -hmm. but i of course absolutely love good friday so i i don't think we need we, we don't need to beat a dead horse so Speaking of horses, we'll get we'll get there later. Um, <laughs> moving right along, uh, these few presidents. This is kind of where I was like, all right, I can, I can appreciate the, the nuances of the music itself. Like, 
I, I listened for way more, I've the, listened this the for percussion more. kicks out. Yeah, the percussion, one. the drum. I've listened to that more. Like, that's what I guess. If you want to go ahead and get it, like, I was gonna say this for my final thoughts, but like, that's what I noticed more on this, more than like the dope lyrics, is the 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 music, mm -hmm. and that's what I was saying earlier. Like. I can appreciate anybody's transfer transformation, their move from like a specific sound to a different one when it's organic. And that it, because it know. feels like a progression from elephant eyelash. It doesn't feel yeah. like, Oh my God, they're doing something like completely off the wall different. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not until you get to pet sounds you, that the beach boys are trying to change <laughs> things up, but it's like sure. every Frankie Valley record, every beach boys record and for all intents and purposes, every cash record until the sixties, like, it's all kind of the same. There's mm -hmm. not a big innovation in it. And I don't know where it'd be interesting to chart what you think are some of the pioneers and like not maybe essentially, but like just changing the sound from record to record. What whether you think it's personal or like like a choice that they made or if it's something that just kind of happened organically, because there's a few bands, one we won't talk about anymore, that like I can always appreciate that like their music always changed and people were always like, Oh, I want the old thing. It's like, nah, man, you have to be like down with the new stuff because the new if the new stuff wasn't good then yeah i want the old stuff but every like afi my chemical romance all my favorite bands um why with you know from again it's only two albums but you know i'm pretty sure they'll be from what you guys you have said when i say you guys i mean you and and rachel and um dalwood dalwood yeah like there's going to be changes coming soon so i'm i'm trying to limit my i don't want to go listen to everything because it's going to be too much for me to try to remember to talk about. Yeah, no. I want to experience these one by one and get into them to be able to have like, okay, this is a departure from this. This is what I like about the new one. This is how I can relate it to the old one and, you know, rate it at the end, I guess. Mm -hmm. But this, like this track, more than anything, like you said, with the percussions, I felt was like, hey, this is kind of me being like, all right, you know what? This is, I already kind of knew it was going to be different, but I'm totally digging this and whether I can understand or pontificate on the lyrics doesn't matter the music's dope and that's the main thing you got to worry about as long go. as the music's dope um, doesn't really matter what you're saying i'll give a shout out to a good friend of the show mr tim niles one of my best friends in the world he finally gave alopecia a listen himself and uh he had many of the same thoughts and yeah. as much as he really dug the music side of it he's a he was a drum major in college himself so of course he dug just the vibe of yeah. the music but he didn't necessarily vibe with it lyrically immediately, but he was like, I can't wait to listen to this again and like mm -hmm. go back to it, delve into it more. And I think given the fact that these are super personal lyrics, you can kind of go one of two roads as a listener. Either there's something you key into there, like even just one line, or you come at it from the perspective of like, I don't need to relate to this directly. I can just appreciate it for mm -hmm. being a window into somebody's thought process or their feelings in a given moment. Yeah. And I kind of have a, a mix of both with their music where there's like, there's moments where I'm like, Oh, I totally get that. And then there's other moments where I'm like, I can't relate to that at all, mm -hmm. but it all works for me regardless. And this is definitely one of the darkest records, one of the most confessional. And, uh, he puts a lot of shit on front street as they say. So without further ado, let's move into what was my favorite song on the album for quite a while. The hollows.
Okay, so I wanted to hit verse 3 there. It's kind of my favorite section of the song. That's why I say you got to get to 4, because yeah. this is like, if you're fully on board, then you've got all the shades of the album laid out ahead of you. Arguably the darkest it gets. Maybe you feel differently. We'll see. But I, I did cut it short, but I don't know if you caught this. I didn't really until I was l- literally reading through lyrics this time. Dose 1 is in the background. Dose One and Yoni have worked on a bunch of stuff together. We'll get into all that on the side projects, etc. Mm-hmm. Kind of buried in the mix a little bit if you're not listening to it in headphones or on good speakers. But after the final verse, um, and Yoni does the hook once again, uh, Dose's backing vocals are, Even just Joanna Newsom's left hand could beat the pants off your best man. And I had never noticed that line. <laughs> and I I absolutely love that shit. There is another artist that I could expose you to that you would probably be like, what am I listening to? Probably. But she is absolutely incredible. Doesn't sound like she's from this planet, but in the best way possible. Like nobody sounds like her. Wow. And she plays the, the harp, like a giant stand-up harp. She's married to Andy Samberg. Oh, okay. You know her. Yeah, you know just you. don't know yeah. that you know her. No, yeah, yeah. PTA has done a bunch of videos for her. You should mm-hmm. definitely go watch those. But yeah, so I love that shout out to Joanna Newsom, which I totally never noticed. Yeah. And it's definitely like a, yeah, she's better than mo- most people um, <laughs> yeah. out there. It's awesome line. So. Uh, Isn't it funny how that happens though? What's that? Like she's just like virtuoso with like what she does as a harp, but she's married to Andy Samberg. Yeah. But he was a genius, but still Very, like it's, it's just odd it's so pairing funny. from the outside, but obviously they make it work. Yeah, you know? no, that's it's adorable. Totally. Any any further thoughts on the hollows? I don't want to cut you off before we move on. You can just say next track. No, man. I mean I, I know you got your notes over there. Yeah. I mean, well, with this one it was kinda like, you know, this again, I I was listening to the first time for lyrics, just haphazardly the second time i went back through i paid more attention to like the changes in the music and just where things were going with different instruments and question yeah when he talks about um the tourist park yeah and, and the the walnut shell game mm-hmm. did you not think of uh mr pastario vargas in the uh the opening of the past played by the incomparable john leguizamo Shout out to that movie. That yes, I, probably a lot of people of our generation grew up on on VHS. Dude, I have actually but probably found a lot of people any, have nobody never knows seen what it. that movie is. Yeah, I can, I could. There's a I '90s nostalgia t- episode. Right I could there. pull 20 people into this room right now and ask them the same question. They'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Ari Spears. Yeah, Freddie Rodriguez, Rodriguez. Who's going to pop up as a Rodriguez revisit? It's a little problematic because Jeffrey Jones is the uh, villain yeah. in it. Um, it's a little odd to go back to. And but. and Joe Morton. Brother from another mother, like I or another planet. Excuse about me. Joe Morton's the shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, who's Angela Davis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Go. What happened? I don't know. I, I mentioned that I might be forced to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, and bam, prejudice smears its ugly little head again. <laughs> rears, rears its ugly little head. <laughs> so Mo- moving right along. Go watch the pest. Yes. But, uh, 
So Pest and Bellflower. Yes. On the list for the movie recommendations from When the Sun Sets East. Yeah. All right, man. Song of the Sad Assassin. Again, the just the drums throughout this. It's this like great layered blast? like double drumming on it. like a music box playing in the background or is it a triangle I, I or think what it's, i'm honestly not sure i'm pretty sure when i've seen it live um josiah has some sort of like a maraca yeah like a shaker not a maraca but, there, but it sounds yeah. like it's either hitting a triangle or like i really or, think that's keyboard or maybe so i'm right? really not sure we don't know enough about music no, definitely not qualified to be talking i don't even know how to read i don't even know what a note is or the yes. chords or anything like that i just I feel like most people just kind of figure music out and that's where you get this. Like, this is just kind of like, this is what I'm doing. You know, don't really care if you like it, but I'm doing it and it, it works. And a little bit of my research, apparently, and again, it's the internet. I don't know how valid any of this stuff is. Apparently this song is about the, the breakup of cloud dead previous project with dose one and odd nosed him. I don't know tons of details about it, so I don't really feel comfortable commenting on it. But apparently that's where a lot of the references in the song come from. The body, if you will, is is the band itself mm-hmm. um, being pulled from the water like a gown. So take from that which, what you will. And then, of course, the ender, the Billy the Kid did what he did and he died. That repeats over and over again. I'll jump to that for you. his perspective on maybe the band as a whole like it's over now but you know we did what we did so yeah to speak. i could yeah. see that i don't know but if you think billy the kid yeah. really died and was like shot in the back by pat garrett so where where are you at so far i mean i'm still there brother you're, you're still you're still with me yeah all right we continue uh the the mood shift into nashville Tighter than fingers can untie And all the last half-damned rivers have gone dry Does the cock crow thrice until someone is denied Or the morning comes You wonder will you ever get your shit together What is that? A leather sofa and a feather and an old fur hat A fake tat lost in a box of Cracker Jacks Practicing your plane wreck face in a first-class lap That's what the That's the ghost of what someone's dad might say. That's what the ghost of someone's dad might say. Yeah. Which, of course, is echoed from 
the hollows where you have again dose one in the background with this is what the ghost of someone's dad says but i love the the narrative and lyrical threads that run through the entirety of the album and stuff that gets like called back to or echoed in songs further down the line we end very very dark and moody it's just about at that point where you know on elephant eyelash i talked about those first handful of tracks before you get to gemini Mm -hmm. And how that's like a breath of fresh air. It's exactly what you need at that moment. And to me, Fatalist Palmistry, the way it kicks in right here is everything. It's what just totally carries you in to the back half of the album. It's one of the most high energy tracks. It's It's got a great just like wide open feel to it. And it's catchy as hell as well. I think this is the other one I liked on here. I, said I, I was going to say, this would, this would be if I had to guess one of your top three. And you get this little taste right here at the end of Nashville, which I almost forgot about, of Exegesis, which is the the closer. You get its theme kind of creeping in, almost as if it's the midpoint of the album. I sleep on my back cause it's good for the spine and coffin rehearsal. I know a psychic who reads her own poems and her findings are personal. So, like I said, I feel like a breath of fresh air and one of the quote-unquote happiest tracks, and it's been a very dark confessional album thus far, a lot of really intense lyrics and stuff to mull over, but this one kind of gives back to the the hopeless romanticism of something like Gemini to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I I love it. That's probably your number two, are you saying? probably my number two, if I had to pick right now. Alrighty. got the fall of mr fifths but i do up like next. this one too and we'll we'll go brief because dawood and rachel definitely did this one justice i know it's one of dawood's favorites and uh i dig it quite a bit myself sounds like i'm in church right now <laughs> Just another Sunday Oh, look at that. Ride on a man-made lake with another lady stranger. If I remain lost and die on a cross, at least I wasn't born in a manger. I can sense somewhere right now I'm being prayed for. Seems like I always arrive on the same shore. From where my sail set, maybe with one less lady than my vessel left with. Is that a threat? Oh, I've stayed scarce this last year, yes. But be assured in unrest. So his his flow is definitely on display. Yeah, uh, this is one of the most hip hop heavy or influenced tracks on the album, and uh, I I figured 
figured you'd be on board. So. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. Glad. I mean, any any time that you like, you know, I guess you said you you introduced this to me as kind of like indie hip hop, maybe indie rock at some point, but it's like anytime I get to something like that where you can just the the full extent of like the his capabilities lyrically, it's one of those where like and it's probably one of the reasons why I'm not huge into hip hop and like actual like the actual art flow of like, you know, what is it? 13 bars or something like that, whatever the actual people define the big, cause there's like a big thing with hip hop now where like, Oh, if you're just going to like say one word and speak, sing and like not really be about, don't really have a flow and you can't freestyle, like just call yourself something else. You're not really a hip hop artist or something mm -hmm. like that. So anytime that you get these little like gems of like, it's almost kind of like a, it's like a bag of tricks. Like this is one that gets pulled out at little parts throughout the album. And you're like, this guy could probably just, you, you seems like you could give him a line about something and he could just give him like five minutes. He could come back with something to just like slay somebody. You know what I mean? I feel like this is what I feel like when I hear this. I don't know if that's yeah. true. No, I was going to say you, you, know, but, you can respond. I think he might disagree with you just in terms of what I've heard him discuss on Wandering Wolf in terms of his writing process and how yeah. hard it is sometimes to just like sit down and write. It's more like just pulling disparate elements together that yeah. come to him here and there. But when you hear and it not together like a like traditional this. freestyler yeah. as far as I know. So I'll, I mean, you don't have to be, but yeah. it's, it's just... But he's an extremely creative guy. The way, yeah, sure the way could, that this flows... Maybe maybe give him, like, ten minutes. Maybe yeah, not ten five. Minutes. Yeah, give him ten, ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you know, <laughs> knees weak, palms are sweaty, mom's spaghetti. Like, that took more than ten minutes, obviously. Yes. I mean, let's, let's not be let's not joke around here. I was really going to make an attempt to never bring up Eminem in the course of this cast, but... I didn't say anything about it. You brought him up. I didn't say anything about you, it. I, okay. I can that, that, that was Bunny out. Rabbit, dude. That was B Rabbit. That wasn't and who are you talking about? I'm My talking about Eight Mile. Okay. What I'm playing right now is the very end of Fall of Mr. Fist because the transition, again, the transitions in this album, people, just they're flawless. It's part yes. of the whole cohesive feel. The transition right here coming up into Brook and Waxing, which as of this listen, favorite song on the album. Hmm. Feel a lot better now. <laughs> Pray hard like a pious pope, but hope for no diamonds. If some divine Simon spoke or came down to find us, caught here in our lab coats, but without a science, would we see light? Oh, I might decide while. Thoughts, man. Come on. I'm looking I, at I mean, you, I, I don't, I don't know. It, this one didn't stand out to it, you? It didn't stand out, but I can understand, like, if, if you're going, after, like, listening to it before, listening to the other segment, I was kind of like, okay, just, you know, just another song on the album. Like, I mean, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. But, like, understanding what they're talking about with the background, which is why I appreciate that they can have that forethought, because I, I don't know where I would be able to find this amount of information in the time span that it took to listen to this and talk to you about mm -hmm. it. So I can appreciate that knowing, you know, the background of the album, you know, the illnesses, the stuff, the personal stuff that's come up, which really sucks. Like it's, it makes sense. It's 
kind of almost like an acceptance of like, you know what? I'm alive. I'm still going to be happy. I'm not going to let this shit like this shit ain't going to define me. Like, yeah, it is a part of me, but I'm not going to be that's not going to be I'm not going to be the the indie hip hop kid with, you know, Crohn's or indie hip hop kid with alopecia or whatever it is, you know, like that's I'm not letting personal stuff get me to this point where I can't do what I love kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like let it be like I'm, you know. I'm alive, so I'm just going to be chill. When I get to the next thing, I'll get to the next thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that not, you know, feel that way? or no, I, You just kind of give me a blank expression like, I'm okay. waiting for you to finish your point. Yeah, okay. That's all. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> fuck? I'm finished. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I, I love the way it's echoed in By Torpedo or Crohn's, but I love the refrain here. And also just... The moment it builds towards in the back half just mm-hmm. that kind of little jam session might yeah. be my favorite little musical interlude on the entire album yeah Yeah, it's while having a still a darker tone that mirrors a lot of the earlier tracks on the album, it has a little bit more lightness or hopefulness and perspective, which you get with like Fatalist Palmistry as well. And yeah, it's it's one of my favorite sentiments and one of my favorite lyrics from the album. And you you hit the nail on the head, brother. I wasn't yeah. trying to make you feel shitty. I was okay. just letting you finish, man. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, okay. Look like you're going to mansplain something to me. Oh, God. Like I didn't no, get it. No mansplaining. Seriously, if if we have been, please totally yell at us about it. Yeah, because, I mean, know. I've really just done this as like a, like, I don't mean to, if it's come across condescending, it's just. Gavin has joke. a gun to his head right now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm holding it. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify. That's the only do, way to physically get him on mic to do, do this show. I can't do any more other podcasts if I don't do this one. I had like a finite number of ones that I was allowed to be on. And then it was like, if you don't do this, then you can't be a part of this anymore. <laughs> to which I said, okay, fine. Where do I find these things? And then that's when, you know, I, yeah. I mean, okay. So that's what, that's the, that's actually what happened when they write the uh, biography. It's, it's always about us. podcast gold when you have one completely unwilling participant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky for shoeing horses under. Uh, again, well covered on untethered layers. But I like this, I like this intro. Very nice build. Yes. <laughs> the most reflective of uh the album cover which have you looked at all of the album covers that's a good question yes do you have a favorite just based purely on visual or one you're most excited to get to that we haven't gotten to what's the one for eskimo snow uh that would be the mummy with a bouquet of flowers that one okay that's what i'm thinking of yeah all right I think you're... I think a new mummy gonna, with... It's kind of simple. Mummy with flowers, but yeah. I think you're going to dig as much. So, uh, 28 got a brief shout-out on Tethered Layers, so maybe 
Maybe we should give Gavin another listen, see if he had any thoughts on this one. Tell me, are you single? Yet my heart's as big as Texas. More than just a lingual threat to get this pest to let. Live at best, he'll need a sedative and strap him to a steady bed. At worst, it's he's already dead. The first time folks have heard this. A song of these, the bone dry jokes and the grown kid spokesman's notebooks. Slow pongo, slow and hollow, like an empty rowboat looks. Left to float alone, it follows where any air goes, it's took. Kind of like a, a little interlude or freestyle, if you will, is the vibe of it to me. Yeah. Um, but definitely deserving of a place on the album, not just like a bridge track. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that one or we can just we can uh, Again, the, what's going on in the back? Like the, the, the music. Yeah, I, I cannot I wait to see this album performed live. I've been watching YouTube videos incessantly because December is just too far away, man. It's too <laughs> far away. Uh, and now we're on to what as of this moment, is probably my second favorite on the album, Simeon's Dilemma. And I'm going to go ahead and take you about midway through... My favorite swell on the entire album. Yeah. The build to that that finale is absolutely incredible. Just the um, amount of layering of like different things rolling in. It just feels like they get the the piano in the back and then it's swelling and building up and the lyrics all put together. Yeah. I'd love I need to find out what happened to it, but there was a making of documentary uh, chronicling the process of mumps, etc. If I'm not mistaken, hmm. and I it was a Kickstarter project for them to finish it. I don't know whatever happened to it, but I would love to see a behind the scenes on any of these albums. Oh but yeah, just like how much goes into the layering and mixing, and like using like old family recordings and stuff like that, and just how everything seems to fit just absolutely perfectly. Like nothing feels 
it doesn't feel like super controlled, but it doesn't feel shaggy at the same time. No, it doesn't you know feel what I mean? like a jam. It doesn't it feel, feel like there's some yeah, it doesn't feel thrown together in any way, but it's still loose. It's not, you know, it still has this wide open quality, where, yeah. especially like at the end of Simeon's Dilemma, where it just like starts driving towards the end. It's so, oh God. I love that one. One of my favorite driving tunes from this record. Definitely. Uh, and uh, we're straight into By Torpedo or Crones. Sleeping late, I hear the sad horns of labor trucks sigh. My neighbor walks by, high heels click dry. Like half a proud horse down brook, I hear somebody's babbling. I'm mistook for a cavalry, whispering victory to the sparks in their kindling. But, but all their greenwoods wet and unmet as of yet by the gases of flame pressing against the pending physics of my past down last name living in the tear between two spaces condemned in one of the many places you're not i am hiding from my friends in the bathroom at thrift town to write this tune down Sorry for the interruption. You may be hearing some. It's it's not the rain coming down in late July. I guess it's mid mid July. Right? I don't know, dude. It's not the tenth yet. So, <laughs> and there's you know, okay, the rain's coming down in early July here yeah. in Charleston, South Carolina. So, sorry for the thunderstorm going on in the background. Hopefully, it doesn't interfere with the rest of the cast. Uh, but let's let's get back to it. Also, kind of a standout on the album yeah. for most people. Where does this sit for you? I mean, if I'm going to put it, I would probably say, I don't know if you want to say standout, because I mean, it, I feel like it kind of flows just as the same as most of the stuff with the cohesion of the album. But I could definitely say it's like in my top five mm-hmm. of the of of this one. Definitely one of the most like outright confessional, yeah, and easiest to to follow along with. Not a lot of like coded messaging in there yeah. at all. Um, this also includes one of my personal favorite drops. My brother said that. I was going to say, that's where this one comes in, right? Yes, it is. Only those evil live to see their own likeness in stone, Gavin. And now you say my brother said that. My brother said that. Yeah, there you go. That was pretty solid. Good heavens, background radiation in the black arts awaiting. Not the same since I switched my hair apart and started shaving. Got hacks, my hidden hair gone corners. Oh, I'll never be a joiner, lifelong local foreigner. I raw, long, homegrown, faking, co-ed, naked choir. Second tenor, highest riser, blessed, clever compromiser. I'll be proudly mouthing watermelon every song. I put the phone to my ear, but all I hear is a dial tone. Will they map my skull and wrap my bones when my wig is gone? Hmm? I'll go unknown by torpedo or crones. Only those evil live to see their own likeness in stone. My brother said that. Yeah. Um, so in a lot of ways, this is the perfect closer. Yeah. But there's one more song. Yeah. Exegesis. Or do you, do you want to attempt a different pronunciation? No, I'm going to stick with that because I've already heard how, like... It sounds good to me, Exegesis. Yeah. And, and the build up to this... I, as much as I love it, I kind of almost wish it wasn't there. 
because it once again has to leave us on the note of of death yeah of of, of suicide Which feels appropriate for the album, of course. Yeah. Um, again, dark, confessional, honest, raw, etc. All those adjectives. And it is very cyclical, as Rachel and Dal would mention, where you could just like flow right into the, the start of the album again, if you wanted to. But other than the fact that it's titled Exegesis, uh, I feel like it could have almost been like dead in the center of the album as oh, well, yeah, no, as, a, as a bridge I mean, track. So... Well, I, like I, I love the placement of everything on here, and there's nothing I would shift nowhere near as much as I'm like, I think Elephant Eyelash could be played with a little bit. Everything's yeah. in its right place here, but and I have no problem with going out on that note, but it is kind of like, a oh, oh, right, got it right in there right at the end, yep. right at the end. But, uh, so you, you made it through Alopecia, brother. Yeah. Number one on the list so far. Yeah. How many sunsets are you giving this one? Oh, dude, I'm giving this one a straight up five out of five. It's probably... I've listened to a bunch of new stuff in the past, like, week or two since we recorded the last one. Uh-huh. And of it, it's it's in my top three of, like, new stuff I've been getting into. And, uh, you know, not that I was held at gunpoint to do so. Not that it was something that was, you know, requested of me at the behest of my brother to do this podcast. But it if I picked this up in a store somewhere mm-hmm. and just bought it. Because why not? You know, I could, I would, it's one that I'd be like, yeah, whoever, why have I not heard this? What else can I get it from? You'd be telling people about it. Yeah, I'd be, you know, singing it from the rooftops and the mountains on high or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Go tell it on the mountain or whatever it is. Yes, So go go tell it on the mountain, Gavin. Yeah, so, you know, I'm interested to see where it's going to go next because we talked about like the first one being kind of more of like a breakup album or like there's a lot of and there's a lot of that on here as well yeah and I'll, I'll address that a little bit more in just a moment but yeah continue but I'm I'm definitely interested to see where the next one takes us in terms of just like the how much personal like insight we get mm-hmm. as well as like kind of where the progression of music itself goes because again. You could almost say, like, this is if, and I'm going to ask you this, and I don't, I don't want you to tell me too much because I don't want you to spoil it. Would you say that the next two albums are in the same vein as this? Because, how do I put this? So, where does Elephant Eyelash stand to everything after it? Is it a shot in the dark kind of on its own, or is it like just, you know, an amalgamation up until then? And then, like, every, is every album an improvement upon the last, but from a different standpoint, because I almost kind of feel like you could say this. So how do I put this? We don't, we don't like to talk about these people. I'm only going to say it once. Okay. So the, uh, BN guys, I feel like that second album from them kind of lets you know where you're going to go from then on. You're not going back to the emo trend you're in. You're going to be in this new thing where we're doing new stuff, every album. And that's what I'm getting at here is this album more personal and more of an insight into what this band really wants to do. So it's using the dope transitions and the great music and the, and the lyrics to get you accustomed to like, okay, you heard Elf and Eyelash. 
you've heard these tracks, the first two, like you said, you get to the third one. If you're in, you're in. Are we going to be on that ride for the next two albums, two, three albums? Or is there going to be changes kind of throughout them that lets you say, okay, no, this wasn't really a transition album but to getting to where they want to be. It was just a point in time kind of thing. That's what I'm interested in trying to figure out. I mean, I know I have to listen to them, but can you give me any insight going forward? It's my question. My brother said that. Sure. Um, <laughs> this is personal opinion, of course. Yeah. Um, I feel like Eskimo Snow, from most fans' perspective and what I've gathered, seems to kind of live in the shadow of alopecia mm-hmm. and gets a little bit forgotten and or underrated because it was released very shortly afterwards, the next year. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I think it's kind of, it's it's alopecia's twin, but very, very different mm-hmm. at the same time. Maybe like brothers that were born like two and a half years apart. Yeah. Maybe or something like, like that. Or but, like different mothers, same father kind of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, it it is a progression in some ways. And you may also see it as a bit of a regression to more of the style of Elephant Eyelash, but with maybe the higher production standards and layered elements of alopecia, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. And I honestly feel like Eskimo Snow and Mumps actually have a lot more in common, even though they're recorded quite a bit apart. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like Mohlin is really um, in a different territory altogether, and I kind of want to reserve my thoughts for that one when we get to it, but it in some ways it feels like it is the new quintessential Y album. In other ways it feels like it is like this new thing, but also kind of an ending at the same time. It's that yeah. I'll, I'm interested to see how you feel about it. I yeah. will hold my thoughts till then. But yes, I I don't want to scare you off of Eskimo Snow because it has, I would say, five or six tracks that would be in contention for like my favorite Y, top 10, top 20, whatever we want to limit it to. And... I don't know if you're going to latch on lyrically as much, which I know you haven't necessarily done so, so far. It's been more the music side of things, the sound of things. But I feel like there's a lot of that there to carry you through, even if you don't get into the lyrics as much on this one, because it's not delivered in the same, you know, hip-hop flow for the most part. Um, In fact, that kind of first chunk of Simeon's Dilemma, where you hear Yoni singing in a tone that you really haven't heard much of up to this point, I feel like you get a lot more in that vein uh, when we get to Eskimo Snow. But Hmm. we'll we'll talk about it all next week. Okay. One last thing I do want to mention, uh, in an effort to not not mansplain any further, keep it too male-centric. There's a little record uh, that you should be aware of. This would be like bonus homework, if you will, Gavin. Okay. I'm going to play you a track right now, and I think I'll uh, maybe throw this on towards the end as a bonus for for people after we wrap. But I'm going to play this for you in the room. We'll cut it down. We'll we'll see how it goes. This, in many ways, is the, the female side of why. Okay. This is Divorcee. Okay. This album is produced by Yoni, and this is his ex. Anna, who a lot of the songs on the first two albums, a lot of the songs throughout the whole body of work, as far as I understand it, are about. But I wanted to bring this one up particularly as it relates to um, alopecia. So give this a listen. You're out touring, 
Lemonade, man. Huh? This is worse than lemonade. Worse than lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, that's rough. Again, produced by him. I know. After but, they were already broken. Yeah, up. I know. Like, but it's no, no bad vibes there. I know it's I not bad tell. vibes. It's very just, much his muse, and he admits as much. And she's been on his podcast. So, yeah. You know, it's all good. I know. That, I just thought it would just, be worth giving you that perspective because it's like you can go listen to the other side of this because it is very internalized. And from Yoni's perspective, I love that. Like you also have this other window into a lot of the same events. And this was recorded. Um, it's released in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know when they recorded. So several years after. Excuse me, 2014. Um, so released several years after alopecia. Yeah. But revisiting a lot of those same themes uh there's bits of alopecia in this album you'll hear a little bit of good friday at the end of this one but yeah i definitely would recommend checking it out it's basically like a it's a six track ep so you can check that out on spotify itunes buy it on amazon um yeah yeah so um what oh god that storm is yes and a lightning strikes. Yeah, let's lose all of our listeners. We do have a country music episode. And that shit was dope. To go check we that were out. pandering. I think our a few people off. have gone back and checked it out. Yeah, we were pandering. That is, of course, Gavin's show, uh, What I Learned From, which we'll get back to. That was at, Gavin's at show. At some point. We don't do that anymore. Oh, it's over? No, I, I can't record people, a new one until I get done with these, apparently. That was the rules. I mean, yeah, we got to get these up, man. Yeah, I know. People are clamoring for them. Yeah. Have you seen the numbers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you once again to everybody who has checked out all the episodes thus but what far. What if they're going to leave because there's no mansplaining in this one? <laughs> you want to go ahead and mansplain something right now? Yeah. Tell us how um, bailouts work. Bailouts? I don't know okay. why that's So what, what you got to understand is the FDIC is funded and, and covered by the government. The NCUA, which is an organization that I work with, we don't have any kind of funding. So what every credit union does is they pay into a fund every year so that if something happens, they can be bailed out by their own selves. See, credit unions, they pull people's up by their own bootstraps, whereas the big banks and the FDIC, they get cushy, fat cat bailouts by the bleeding heart red white and blue republicans and democrats of this great here nation yeah no you just got to end it with but don't worry your pretty little head over it lady yeah it's no big deal but it's okay darling you don't need to worry your little your pretty little head with that kind of nonsense that's just how like, you definitely put the nail in the yeah. coffin of of man's plan it's like something. that one that, that one letter that like disney wrote back to the little girl who wanted to be an animator and he was like dear so-and-so 
did this and this, but only men are even animated. Only boys are allowed to <laughs> only draw young girls pictures. Should, young girls <laughs> should stick with being secretaries or, you know, teachers or, you know, whatever. It's like... That's know, Gavin doing his Walt Disney, for the record. No, that that's not, not... No, it's like, that's not what he... It's not what he's... Like, that's not my Walt well, Disney impression. I don't have a Walt Disney impression. Yeah. I don't know... I don't remember how Well, Walt Disney was sounds. a huge anti-Semite, so... Yeah. On this Why podcast, we should definitely be saying, fuck Walt Disney. Yeah. But not really, because, like, Disney's the biggest thing in the world these days. But it's really not about Walt at this point. No, it isn't. Might I mean, as well be King Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah dude. Speaking of that, Business Wars, Marvel versus DC, totally worth checking out. Okay. Have you ever listened to that? That's a dope new podcast I've been listening to. Sweet. So, that was our, our thoughts on alopecia. Gavin's firmly sold for the moment. Yeah, no, I dig it. I'm glad, well, uh, you know. We'll see how he digests. I'm SMR glad I'm on this snow. journey. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Glad you don't feel like you have a gun to your head anymore. No. So, until next week when we'll be discussing Eskimo Snow, I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. And we'll see you when When the the sun sun sets sets east. See you when the sun sets east. Don't forget me. this rain lets up and we can see if the sun's going to set east anytime soon sure nope not good okay terrible (sighs) my bad all right until next week when we'll be discussing eskimo snow for god damn it eskimo snow chill okay all righty so until next week when we'll be discussing eskimo snow i have been noah and i have been gap that's right i've been gavin